0: Jesus Christ, you think I've never done this before? So many. Wait. That? Yeah. Okay. Hey. What? What the? Huh? Record. No, I don't want to record. Shit. Oh. No. <laughs> you <did> the fucking <laughs> wrong day. Stream.
1: Oh. Long day at work there, Pat? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't. Put your mask over your
0: nose. <laughs> Little Angels, before we begin at Sponsor Plug Time, people, let's start with the link, shall we? Athletic Brewing, the home of truly the best non-alcoholic brews out there. A multitude of flavors and also damn good. You won't notice anything outside of the missing buzz. Oh, and you'll likely get and or stay healthy. Click on the link at packfiller.com. Also, Wahoo Fitness. Wahoo! The top cycling computers, trainers, and tools to be fast. Be sure and get ready for trainer season. I know... I know, yuck, bleh, trainer season. But it is a necessary evil uh, with a new kicker trainer. Get them now before the Delta variant has them sold out. Click on the link at packfiller.com. Another one, Gooder sunglasses, you guys. Styles keep changing the fun keeps rolling. Get over to gooder.com and check out the best use of 35 bucks. Yes, just 35 bucks that you can probably have legally. Um, and finally, Ambassador Cycling. Uh, our friends over at AmbassadorCycling.com. Uh, Sam is the, the definitely the fit king. Um, I personally have an experience of going to Sam this very week. My wife just got fit by Sam, and she actually we went on a ride yesterday, and she said she actually had um, no no pain in her sit bones or anything like that, which is which is a first genuinely first since we've been married so uh you guys uh fit is very important and go check out everything that ambassador cycling has to do so there we go personal experience based advertising is what you're supposed to do you're supposed to make it personal you're supposed to make it real and you're not supposed to talk about it afterwards there we go <laughs> but i did talk about it and i, I I
2: was just
1: laughing when you said she had no pains in her six bones. And I'm thinking, you might be the problem. You're the pain in the
0: ass. (laughs) Oh, man. That's worth a
1: number
0: eight. Thank you. That's good. That's a burn. (laughs) (laughs) It's Wednesday. I know our consistency game is a bit off, but showing up is half the battle, right? It's time for another look into the voice of the pack, the cycling masses, the other guys of bike racing. This is the Pack Filler. I am your host. I'm Pat Bulger. I don't like hills. We we're just we we're just talking before <laughs> we went on the air, and I yeah. was just like I'm really tired of our local. I guess we could call it a race. Spirited ride. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's the same course every week, and it starts with about a quarter mile of flat, and then a horribly fucking fast uphill, and I don't like that. Uh, with me are the usual suspects with their voices primed and ready. versus the guy I have picked to be our director sportif, Mr. Paul Main. That might be a mistake, but hi. <laughs> Dude, I think it's your job, man. You got to do it. Next is the guy that will likely be our protected leader, Mr. Jackson oh. Bulger. Man, not enough pressure on me already, yeah, right? Well, <laughs> Get used to it, man. Yeah. I was going to write that the guy that probably won't be on our team in two years because he'll be just like, hey, the fast guys recruited me. They're going to give me a helmet.
3: <laughs> like
0: fine, fine, child. Um, guys, as a, as a teacher, I'd like to ask for a moment of silence. Even though I'm not going to stop the theme, I'd to teach today. And um, I know you're probably thinking that I should just shut up and work like the rest of you, but but you know it's um it's 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 difficult. It's really hard to actually have to work after having three months off. And um, now I have to try to find a time to ride like everybody else and uh, I just (laughs) yep I want you guys to feel sorry for me I can't you shouldn't no No. yeah none (laughs) of (laughs) you flat out said fuck off dude go back to work yeah yeah Yeah. it's you know what I I, every time this year I always start feeling sorry for myself that I have to go back to work and then I look at you guys who are working and I realize wow I should shut up but it is still a shock to the system every time I I I personally think, as a teacher, that we should go to school year-round. It should be three months on, one month off. Three months on, one month off for the students. Because it would be better for the students. They wouldn't have this entire brain diarrhea over the summer where they forget, and you have to catch them back up at the beginning of the school year. And it would give us off a, a month every every season. I, yeah. Am I right? Is this a show about education and teaching? No. but. Well, it's
1: been a long time since I've been in school, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I know that Germany goes year-round. Really? But yeah. they have big breaks for Christmas and and Easter. And, you know, they'll have yeah. like one, two weeks breaks. But they go through the summer.
0: Yeah. Every season to be able to, be able to take two, three, four mm-hmm. weeks off would be unbelievable. So think about that. Parents yeah. out there, you know, change the things, um so now that I have to find time to ride like everybody else i I guess I'll start by asking how did the ride week go everybody, Jackson, how did your ride week go? I went fine um fine <laughs>
2: we uh we rode on we obviously did the spirited ride on thursday uh which was which was a good time.
0: We were talking about that. you crushed that ride, yeah, you, you yeah. were up there front with the with the big dogs yeah the what's, what's the front like I'd like to know. <laughs> The man
2: himself, Sam Waples from our friends at Ambassador Cycling. Yeah. Um though he was up there with me and it was a uh, it was a good time. And you said at the end, um when we when we summited the hill that I had my that my eyes were bloodshot. Um <laughs> that was one of the hardest of hardest days I've ever ridden, so Really. Yeah. Yeah. It was Sam said that all those guys were cat one, two and I'm a cat
0: four, so Yeah. It felt pretty good. I talked to him at the at the bike fitting with your mom and he said that uh, that was the that was like a 1 2 pace. Yeah. Fuck. And you weren't there? No, not even close. <laughs> got to the top of the hill, got to the top of the hill and the and the lead group had about 15 20 seconds on me. And it sounded like there was an attack, or not an attack, but a really good surge over the top of the climb, and everybody kept going. And the group I was with, no offense to the guys I was with, but we just didn't have the horsepower to close that gap. Everybody was pulling through, but it, it just wasn't enough. And it made me sad. Yeah. Because I I'd like to play. I mm-hmm. want to play. That's fun playing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even you if got I could, a taste yeah. of it
1: the week before. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we still didn't catch though, the week
1: before. Yeah, but you were you were part we of
2: the play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, part of the
0: game. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Fuck. So, how many rides, Jackson, this week then?
2: Uh, we did that one, and then uh, the three of us, uh, another one with Sam and uh, Paul, we all did another one on sa- Sunday. Sunday. That was good. Um, but, yeah, so me, I, I got two. Two? Yeah. Two. I'm starting to notice that and I think Sam and I had a conversation about this on one of our rides that he was saying that like in his peak he was riding three days a week, maybe four days a week type of si- type of a situation. And it's like I think that recovery, especially for what? me. Yeah. Recovery is, is something that I'm really starting to like take advantage of. OK. Because like I I do wake up like after those like thurs- the Thursdays, I wake up and I can like feel like I was like breathing really hard in my throat. And so I'm like, I probably sure. shouldn't ride today. So it's like. I'm starting to leave it till the weekend and then give myself until Thursday again to ride again just because it's like and I'm I'm noticing that I'm finding myself better recovered. I'm finding myself being able to ride harder. It's it's an interesting thing that I've noticed since going back to or going to work.
0: I have so much changing (laughs) to do. I always thought if you weren't riding a five day ride week. Everybody's going to leave you behind. I'm 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 being serious. Yeah, it was always Mondays and Fridays were your rest days. That's it. And sometimes on one of those Mondays or Fridays, you went out for an hour spin. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Okay, Paul, how was your ride week?
1: Uh, well, I missed Thursday. I had a bad day at work. Just tired, extremely tired. Um, my wife was out of town. You'd think I'd get plenty of sleep, but I <laughs> texted you guys. Said I'm not gonna make it. I went to bed at eight o'clock and I didn't wake till six. It was like 10 hours of conked out. Don't know why, but I felt totally refreshed. I was just so exhausted all day long. So, um, but I was still kind of dragging, dragging my tail for the whole weekend. But, uh, yeah. And then I lack of sleep. My wife came back Friday night and she was with her brother and she had to tell me about the trip and stayed up till, Drinking wine and, until one o'clock at night. <laughs> and then I had to get some things squared away around the house that I promised I'd have done before once you got home, and I didn't. So then. So it's the last yeah. minute. Yeah. Yeah. And then so I just grabbed a quick 20, 20, I think it was around 20 miles. And then I rode with Sam and, and Jackson, and my tail was dragging. But I got to ride Jackson's bike because our seat heights were yeah. the same. Really? We, swap, we swapped out for a little bit. Yeah.
0: So I got okay. the experience. Everybody on okay. the show needs to know a couple things. Some very serious fucking things right now. Number one, you rode here on a mountain bike tonight. Uh-huh. Paul Maine, everybody, rode to this podcast on yeah. a mountain bike tonight. People,
1: If I took a picture of it and sent it to people, like, that's a mountain bike? Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's an
0: old 26-incher <laughs> yeah. wheel yeah, Serata. It's a 91 Serata yeah. T-Max um, with sec- top mount
1: thumb shifters. Yeah, yeah.
0: and yeah. second of all, you're just telling me you rode a disc brake bike.
1: Yeah. I I've ridden I disc, leave town disc for before. one fucking weekend. <laughs> <laughs> see and what the happens. It changes. Yep. It's chaos. Yeah. 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 I can't leave
0: you guys alone.
1: I know it's, it's crazy.
0: Uh, what would you think?
1: Uh well, I wasn't so interested. I've ridden on disc brake yeah, bikes yeah, yeah, before yeah, yeah. so it wasn't that big of a deal. It was the electronic I want to see and then his aero bike. I mean it's a little bit big for me but okay. compare because they're on his is the the time machines mine's the team machine so the level is the same but one's arrow and one's light like mine is and so you know I just was curious Boy, it it is fast in a straight line it is fast but it's kind of got a weird sensation to and and it might it's it was too short of a ride to really you know determine it but it it just felt like cornering seemed a little more labor intensive you know yeah when I stand up and sprint it it took off yeah really yeah it was fast um, and then I just kind of wind out, I didn't really slam it too hard, but I just made a jump. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is a dip diff- completely, it rides way harsher than my bike. Really? It is wow. stiff. Yeah. There's it, not much compliance in that bike, Yeah, mm-hmm. but that doesn't bother me, but some people it would, and that's some of the complaint with people on aero bikes. Anyway, no, going on that's a tangent, interesting. But yeah, cause because they, in order to get that arrow that creates that shape, you're not. If you look at my stays, how thin they are. They're designed to flex yeah and yeah, stuff. yeah, a little
0: give and mm-hmm. take play. <clears throat> yeah. What do you think of the non-arrow? Was it a? He a, didn't
1: like my position. Well, yeah, <laughs> that was that was different.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, slam stem. Yeah, it was. Well,
2: it's it's interesting. You know, it's like it's like riding. It, obviously, it's riding a di- completely different bike. Yeah. Um, I I was used to different hoods. I was used to do di- to a different saddle, a different length, and everything. Um it was really light was the first thing i noticed uh-huh. for me at least light mm-hmm. to a point where i felt a little of out brakes. of control well i am w- about to get <laughs> on to the brakes <laughs> and i think that it just confirmed more to me how much i prefer one over the other Ooh, yeah cool. really and it's heat. not due to the d- not due to the brake tracks yeah. yeah but it was just like i have gotten used to one thing and the luxuries of one sure for me at least are above the other
1: it's interesting because, yeah, he, he rode my bike where the brake pads are gone. I need yeah. new brake pads. And they're old American Classy. They have no brake track. So oh, I've yeah. learned that I know how to slow that thing down and stuff. I yeah. can anticipate. But my other set of wheels all brake way better. Oh, okay. That's the worst set of okay. wheels to judge. But um, <clears throat> still, nevertheless, with the new Shimano coming out, the the things that, that – uh, yeah his his disc brakes have i can see where people are complaining and the same thing that scooter has on his back mm. wheel when they heat up they warp and they did because they had there's too there's aluminum and steel in there and they're dissimilar you know mm-hmm. with the heat dis- distribution and okay. stuff and that caused a problem so the new ones are all steel so oh, so wow. they ways it there yeah system.
0: wow my ride week
1: Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I got I got a um, I knew it was my last week before going back to the real world. And I got a 50 miler in on Wednesday before the spirited ride, which I was thinking to myself, Pat, you probably should just kind of chill. It's but then I went, no, it's not a race. And second of all, I got a day, a whole day to go out for a bike ride. I should go out and do something. So I did the Valley Chapel loop, the big one around to Freeman and, and, and stuff like that and just had a great ride. Um and, and it was feeling really good. And then I did that. And then I did the spirited ride on Thursday. And I was I was frustrated until we got to the pizza place afterwards and I had beer and then everything was fine again. Um, <laughs> and then the weekend, um, my wife and I decided to end our summer on an RV weekend. And um, I personally tried my f- – I've kind of done it before, but I've never really gone for it a true foray into day drinking. <laughs> and um like I had my first beer at like one thirty. Oh,
1: well, that's not day.
0: That that's day to me. Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's cuz you wake up at at 9. No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: now, and so I I we we did that and um I I think I had like four beers before I usually have my first beer. And um I I did okay, but Wow, it's 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 not for the faint of heart. I was walk looking all around the beach. We were on a lake, beautiful, one of the most beautiful places in the world, and I'm not going to tell anybody where it is because I don't want you fuckers to go there. But uh, <laughs> I'm looking around at this 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 beach, and there are a bunch of people there, and people you know people who are there nine a.m. on the beach, kind of a thing like that, and um, they were sucking down drinks as early as. By, my wife and I were co- going there and we sat down and we chilled out. We did a walk, you know, had breakfast, did a big walk and stuff like that. Sat down in the beach and, and people were already just well into it. I mean like mixed drinks. I was up at the bar getting our uh, and and guys were like going, yeah, I need, a, I need this, 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 and this. And while I'm waiting, give me a shot of dark rum and stuff like that. And I'm just watching these people and I'm just going, holy shit, this is next level. These guys are unbelievable. I mean how they can keep it going. I, I, I wanted to take a nap. It makes you sleepy, yeah, man. Yeah, it's hard. So I don't know. That's that's ooh, that's hard stuff. But um and then we got back and I rode I rode yesterday. That was pretty much it. So I only got one, two, three rides in since our last show. And I still I it's freaking me out because my, my brain is going three rides is nowhere near enough. You suck, dude.
2: Well, one thing I'm really starting to notice is, um, <clears throat> is the, uh, the, the competition or the riding with other people that it's sure. bringing me. Cause like I've noticed in the past couple of weeks that this competition, like whether it be like, f- like, like the Thursday night or like in our group rides where we all kind of ride hard. They're it, not easy. Our group rides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say it changes me as a bike rider and a bike racer when I'm alone. I'm going nowhere as hard and I like don't care as much. It's like, but when I'm with everybody, it's like, I'm a completely different rider altogether. I'm, I'm noticing like big gains too, just from the time that we've been
0: going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're growing up to develop your own little fast asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Someday you're going to be in a field and you're going to look at somebody and go fuck off and I'll be behind (laughs) you just in tears, tears of joy and pride. Yeah. My son told somebody to fuck Steven, off. That's my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> you dick. And then I'll come up and I'll grab him and I'll, I'll turn him off. or Or I'll just hook my front wheel on his skewer because nobody knows where to put their skewers anymore. Well, if they have them, I was about to say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a last forgotten art. But um, it's it's just pissing. Well, me I'm it. sure
1: Remco Evanopol. Oh, we're gonna get wish to that. that. Okay. We're yeah. gonna <laughs> get,
0: get, get to that. Does anybody have any events on the radar? Um, here we are. Um, I just heard um, our our fondo that we're all planning on doing is in is in Idaho, and we just received news that Idaho has and I I'm from the idaho governor they have four icu beds in the state available because of the COVID, because of the delta variant because and it's idaho no offense to my idaho friends who listen to the show but you live around a lot of stupid people and um we're now at the point where i'm wondering if the final's is going to happen but yeah anybody have any events on the radar yet? That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah
1: there's nothing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And none of us are considering cross. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: I did it for two years.
0: Paul's like, <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> no,
0: it's nothing for you, Jackson.
2: Uh, no? no. If I had the bike for it, maybe. But gravel bike work. Different tires. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, you can put different tires on there. It's yeah. also
2: pretty heavy. It's, it's heavy as sin if oh, we're being really honest yeah. and carrying that thing on my shoulder yeah, i don't know how true. fun that, that would be a big pickup yeah. yeah yeah excuses
0: all right has anybody got anything you know uh, is it too early to dream for for 2022 is anybody thinking that far in advance or now you're just like fuck it i'm just gonna kind of chill out and not even think about it yet um i mean right now i'm um,
2: I mean, there's that's our only hope, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's 2022, so it, I guess there is something to think about there.
1: Um, yeah. I, you know, since they canceled, uh, <sighs> grab your drink, True to Bloom, and they announced that they're going to have it in May. Yeah. So that's something to target. I think you I and I, it. Pat, were talking about this this winter, we're going to be doing more, more things I need to do, yoga yeah. and some more core work, yeah. especially at my age it's catching up with me so yeah and and that then just having those those uh goals like you know races different races Vance sure. Creek or whatever that comes earlier and stuff so
0: i think this might be the year for me and you know we're here we're talking way in advance but this might be the year to commit to going out of out of town out getting getting to some races over on the west side getting to some you know pr- Pre-registering for Tour de Bloom, mm-hmm. oh shit, um, and and doing the race, and clearing it out, <laughs> and clearing it into the schedule, making sure it's there. You know, I, you know, we we won't know until the schedule is released, probably in 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 2022. January yeah. But then it's like, okay, doing these. I was telling somebody the other day, it's like the Vance Creek series. It's a bunch of races, right? Like, do you still weekends? only have one independent? Oh. Okay, um,
1: was another one, but on the west side. Yeah, um, in March they have. I think they still have squim. Yeah, you know, just saying. So every okay, weekend there's a race. These
0: races we're gonna do, and each of us takes a turn. We're going in somebody's car that weekend, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. And we're all staying at Jack's, and Jack doesn't know that yet, but we're all staying at Jack's <laughs> house because they're all within realm of that place. Yeah, that's so, right. So we just do that. So I, I just think it's the time to probably commit. And usually I wouldn't commit, but this year I've been faster than I've been in years. And it's, it's like, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. I don't want to lose it. I really don't want to fucking lose it. So uh, there we go. Let's get to the news, you guys, shall we? Um, Primo Primos is my first headline, you guys. Primos Roglic took a decisive stride towards his third successive overall victory at the Vuelta when he reclaimed the red jersey by dropping breakaway companion Egan Bernal. Uh, to win atop Lagos de Covandonga. hope I said that correctly on stage 17. So, uh, first of all, is anybody still keeping up with the Welt?a with I have been out yeah. the last couple of days, but I've been checking highlights. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to watch live. JB, you've been able to watch anything, if anything? No, <laughs> no? Um, no that's fine. Yeah, yeah I yeah. watched
2: the highlights from today yeah, yeah. Um, just to see what happened, but... I think it's going to be Primos's to lose. Yeah,
0: was there any doubt? And um, is there? Are there any doubts now for Roglic's?
1: There's always a doubt because there's pavement that yeah. he can find. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> a little ass so, magnet.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
1: he seems to to stay upright for the vuelta. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. It was a great race. If you get a chance to the highlights, it was pretty good.
0: Yeah, I'm going to watch the most <laughs> of the stage after the show tonight, just because. Bachelor in Paradise is not anymore and my wife what? Isn't. No my wife watches that shit And I go to bed at like I'll watch I'll sit down because you know I like Spending time with my wife and uh, I'll sit down with her and start watching it And then I'll just be, I'll, I'll break down I'll go These are the most horrible fucking people on the Planet I can't stand it She's like it's an act it's not Real and I'm like I don't care They're if they're fictitious people they're fictitious Characters I hate yeah and I just I can't do it I can't Jackson You've been you've watched some haven't you yeah. I mean that's a generational thing and I just I, I take it too seriously, I think. Yeah, I anyway. just uh, I'm able to disconnect from it. Yeah. How about Sepkus today? Uh thoughts on being beyond a support rider in the future. Oh. You know, Sep finished second on the stage today. Mm-hmm. No. Yep. Yeah. Second yes. on the stage mm-hmm. today. And he's he's climbing I guess like he always does. But yeah. yeah. He's more consistent than he ate. Yeah. So
2: there's that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, I think uh if there was a grand tour that's cut out for him, it would be the Vuelta, not yep. not the, the other ones. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think he's still. Uh, I heard a podcast when he was interviewed. In fact, it was uh, it was Bobby and Jens. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he was yeah. on there, and uh, he's he's at least claims he's not really not, you know, anxious to take the ropes. He he really? likes what yeah. he does. So, I mean, he would like to do like I think one week stages and stuff. I mean, stage races, but.
0: Sure. God, the guy he's crushing it, man. Yeah. USA all the way. I keep forgetting Egan Bernal is so damn young. Yeah, he still uh, got the uh, Yeah, they still got the Young Rider jersey yeah. on it. Um the question about him is is he is his body able to hold up for the length of a career that he is could be potentially destined for.
2: That's yeah. what worries me cuz he is yeah. such a big talent, but at the same time it's if your body breaks down that's just kind of it can, is what it yeah. is and that would be a big loss.
1: He's on the right team if anybody's going to cater or or give him some kind of therapy to help and understand his problems. But, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, If you get a chance to watch the interviews afterwards, both Rogelich and uh, Brunel, those guys are class acts. They
0: all have immense Mm -hmm. professionalism and respect for each other, which is so...
1: Brunel said, they said, why did you attack? He goes, I'm just out there to enjoy. I just want to enjoy my bike. I was enjoying the time. Even when you got dropped? Yeah, that's part of it, you know? That's. Mm-hmm. This is what I do for a living, and I enjoy it. And I thought that's cool, you know. Yeah. Suffering—that's he's he enjoys suffering for bike racing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Now I feel like a dick talking about getting dropped on the climb. <laughs> <getting upset> about <laughs> just
1: that. enjoy the yeah. time alone. Fuck. When you get dropped. <laughs> <laughs> it just. Hey, oh, look! At, uh, is that a roof beside a yeah, tohi? Yeah. Oh, wow! <laughs> and Moose is over
3: there. <laughs>
0: I don't think I've ever really paid. it. I think uh, it's it's like driving an RV. Everybody's like, "God, did you see the views?" I'm like, "No, I was fucking keeping the car on the yeah, road." And yeah. and so in bike riding, bike riding, you're going so hard all the time that you. Everybody's like, "Did you see that deer?" I'm like, "What? There was what? Who's I don't have time to see the deer <laughs> unless it's in the middle of the road and I'm about to hit it. And, you know, I'm terrified. Overall, Roglic, uh sits two twenty two ahead of two movie star riders. Henrik Moss and Miguel Ángel López. Um, uh, I guess my... my Oh, and Guillaume Martin, by the way, who I picked is fifth. Um, but uh, what do you think the mood in the Movistar camp is right now? You know, second and third is pretty impressive, but do you think they're just going, we keep getting our asses handed to us? What's, you know, you'd think at some point they'd probably figure out a way to assault the lead. Yeah, I think... Probably a little surprised, especially with how the year
2: went for them. Um, I don't think they would have expected to be first and, or second and third. Um, I guess they'll try and capitalize on that, and I think they're at that point where it's kind of getting to kind of getting tour ish to where it's like we might need to solidify our second and third rather than yeah. attacking for first.
1: Now, I just want to point out that this is their best, like you know front guys that they've had uh in a long long time and Valverde's gone and I think this is just me thinking they've take the take away Valverde and they get to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um,
0: See, possibly
1: you. I think I watched Moss today. He didn't really put too much in, you know, into the effort. He he was obviously everybody was in pain, but mm-hmm. you know, he was kind of had uh, to me it looked like he was holding back. Lopez was the one who was kind of pushing it but um <clears throat> tomorrow's hellacious yeah finish so i'm wondering if moss is saving all his bullets they got one more like the 20 um the stage before the time trial the second last stage is is a hilly one so and
2: as we've seen in the past lopez needs to solidify as much time as he can yeah he's a absolutely horrendous
0: yeah
1: he might fall out of the top 10 yeah oh how he
3: does yeah
0: 10th is uh Geno Matter at 658. So, well there we go, you know. Sepp Kuss, sitting 504. Uh he's he's within striking distance of the top 5 mm-hmm. easily. So, you know, we could see something out of him. So there we go. Uh next story, the Rohan Shuffle. I'm Surprised. Uh Rowan Dennis has signed a 2-year contract with Yumbo Visma. Uh two-time world champion t- time trial world champion spent the last two seasons at Ineos. Bolstering the Dutch team's grand tour and time trialing core. This is from our friends over at Cycling News. Uh, as well as aim for his own successes against the clock in, and in shorter stage races. Um Okay. Uh hmm. Uh we've known about the issues dealing with Rowan Dennis in the past. We've known his issues with do I want to say Um, nature? I mean, I, there have been a lot of reasons for him departing teams and a lot of reasons for him not wanting to do specific things. Um, my question for you guys is, is it his value or is there an issue with him that causes these constant shuffles of teams? I think with Enios, at
2: least in my eyes, what I really saw was kind of a lack of need for him. I found that in a lot of cases he was like, he wasn't really needed on a lot of these races. Like the the main thing that I remember him really doing on Enios was during the Giro when Gegenhardt won. Yeah,
0: that, yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, that a big one. Yeah,
2: but other than that, it's been like Filippo Ganna is gonna be the one who's going for the time trial, mm-hmm. and like they're all they're gonna bank on that. But other than that, it feels like Rowan Dennis is like, is he a training rider or I don't I don't know. And part of me wonders if he goes I don't. I'm not really needed on this team. I might as well go to another one that has the exact same pedigree of time trialists. So it's like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird move in my eyes. Cause they don't really need him. It feels like.
1: Yeah. yeah. I have to agree on that. But I think also Ron Dennis's personality, he's obviously OCD. I've heard him talk about where there's a, a post or something. He has to yeah. end on a five. And you know, when you got somebody with a complicated OCD problem mm-hmm. and well we saw him throw a fit you know when he was with Bahrain and yeah you know who knows what it was it's the seam was two centimeters to the left I don't know yeah on his on his skin suit and that's why I didn't like it I, mm-hmm. you know it, it, so I'm sure there's everybody's he's got talent yeah and everybody sticks out their hand yeah we'll we'll give you a try yeah. and so um, but he's he's Getting long in the tooth for his style of riding, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So um, is, is Jumbo Visma pushing the limit, Jackson? You you touch base on that? Are they pushing the limit of of really strong leaders? You know, are is is this what is needed to take on a full strength Ineos or you know, the other super teams? I mean, is that where we're headed now, or is or are they reaching the the cap? Well, I don't know. Part of me thinks that
2: Jumbo Visma, from what we've seen over the past couple of years is just out and out the better one of the two teams from what we're seeing. Like if they're bringing their a team, they're the better team in a lot of the senses. So I, I I, I don't know if I think whatever they can do to get the better wins. Um, but like I said, I don't know if he's really needed where he's going. It's, it's, I mean, they have the Olympic gold medalist for time trialing. They have Tom Dumoulin. And so it's like, well, like, I don't know. It's just a really strange move to me. I don't. I think he could have gone to another, like a, a different team, and bolstered their ranks rather than go to a team where he might not be, like the one in charge. It just. It, I don't know. It feels like a weird career move for him.
0: Yeah. I mean, you wonder if there was any emotional time trialist of the team between he and Filippo Ghana.
1: Yeah, it could, could be. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I. I don't know what the. Does anybody know the status of Dumoulin? Is he's, he going to come back for another season?
0: Oh, I don't know about I that. I just assume so after after his But return. if he isn't,
1: then that would he's just filling fill that bill. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, so. that's a good point. I just assume so. So there we go. Uh, third story. Here we go. Remco Rage. <laughs> Remco Evenepoel cut an extremely frustrated uh, figure at the side of the road with a broken front wheel during the stage one of the Benelux tour uh, just recently. Situation for for him was not helped by the fact that the Shimano neutral service uh, car took an extremely long time over the wheel change, first bringing the wrong wheel and then taking a substantial time with a drill on his disc brake <laughs> wheels. Uh, Paul's just drooling, at the chomping at the bit to get to this one. It was made clear uh, that he was uh, the the ride was, the race itself plagued with really strong crosswinds that he blamed Alpinson Phoenix rider Gianni uh, Vermish, Vimersk, yeah, very
1: much, immersed. I think.
0: Yeah. For, for cutting across him and breaking his spokes. Um, so he was obviously just extremely rage-filled at the end of it, you know, and uh, he, he, he was shouting it in Dutch, uh, apparently, and translated it, obviously. We're, we're just riding normally in the group, and you just come diagonally into me. No need to run away. You should realize your mistake. So, you know, kind of that post-race, mm-hmm. you, know, you fucker. Yeah. Um, you know, afterwards, he settled down a little bit and, and and tweeted, quote, crazy first stage of the Benelux tour. And in all of the actions and emotions can run high. Tomorrow's a new day and a time trial. Let's go for it. Which sounds like a total back apology tweet. But um, ever you guys ever said something you regret in a race, Jackson? You probably not. You just barely kidding. say anything in a race uh, anyways. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Paul you ever say yeah. anything? You're like, yeah.
1: Oops. Go ahead in front of me. I said that once.
0: Go ahead yeah. in front
1: of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they gapped and I got dropped with him. They're trying to get in the line. It's like, hey, oh, you yeah. want in? Go ahead. Go in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't work out so good.
0: That's just, that's your only excuse. I I yeah. do it all the time. I let my emotions get way too much me in bike races and I end up just yelling and I try to, I, just, yeah, I don't i, do think it I ever, time.
1: in a race, I don't think I've ever oh, yelled yeah. at anybody. I think I was in. I've had th- opinions, but
0: kept it to myself. Paul dalka, I think, yelled at me once. It's for the only ooh. time. He's now he's now a like monk. a monk, mm-hmm. and he I remember him looking at me and telling me to shut the f up when we were downtown in in one of our races, and Mike Meyerley and I were yelling at each other in the middle of a downtown oh, crit. That was new. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But but I wasn't the bad guy. So there <laughs> we go. Um, I. Okay, Paul, let's do it. Let's All talk right. about the disc brake situation. Um, number one, needing a power tool to remove the wheel. Number two, the entire process is time-consuming. Number three, honestly, no two discs are the same. Um, and a big discussion came out of this Yeah. on the internet about the future of disc brakes in the Veloton.
1: John Galloway, you, you, yeah. if anybody, his tweet was perfectly set, uh, said, um, you know, the thing, the reason... Bikes and, and manufacturers are involved with this. They pay a lot of money so that we consumers buy some of that product. And I'll name a few that I don't think really work on road bikes and tubeless. Yeah. It's, it doesn't seem to work out. You can ask um, Alexander Kristoff when he used them in Perry roubaix after he'd won. Again, uh, Velogum, I think it was. And yeah. he said, oh, these things are fast. I'm going to use them in Perry roubaix And he flat six times. Oh, so you know the, the, there is some it works in other disciplines and, and some of the stuff that doesn't transfer over and and i think disc brakes on in my opinion this doesn't work in in a race situation and and that's that's an example and we've had this discussion before in order the reason why disc brakes came around is because consumers use um, clincher wheels yeah pros run tubulars, ninety percent of them still are on tubulars. Uh there isn't a problem with delamination. There can be, but very rarely because of the design of that rim. So everybody wants to look like a pro. Pros run carbon wheels. They get the clincher version, those thin as they're not designed you're not gonna be able to make a clincher wheel last with rim brakes. So invention of that is the disc brake for road. And the reason people ran carbon wheels because you can get it there were arrow and light mm-hmm. now you 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 can't get disc brake wheels as arrow and as light as a rim brake, so that kind of almost like cancels out the whole purpose of having carbon wheels will it well, be heavier, I guess if you had aluminum if you ran disc yeah, but <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, John Galloway said the it best it's like you know leave it for the consumers, but let you know, bike racers run the stuff that they can. I mean, uh, had Yumbo Visma, or not, excuse me, Dukunic car been behind him because it was echelons. So they were stuck behind like the third or fourth echelon. He had to wait. So neutral support comes and he's going because majority of the flats are always in the back. Yeah. So the guy assumed he was in the back. If you watch it, go to GCN and watch stage one. Yeah, this I've race. seen It's the 19 yeah. minutes into it and, and the coverage, and he's like, oh, he's ticked off because he's waiting and waiting because all these packs have to come by. Neutral comes. Yeah. The guy runs over there. He starts to undo his back wheel, and you can see him, like, screaming, yelling at his front wheel because spokes got snapped out from uh, – Yeah, from from Alps and Phoenix. Yeah. 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 And so – and then he's screaming, and then he, you can see he's just stripping out that bolt or whatever. He's not getting that thing out, and he's, like, freaking out. And well, the panic <laughs> starts
0: to settle in for this poor guy at neutral service, you know.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: And and so it, I'm going to take back in the tour, you know, everybody claims uh, that the tour was one on disc brakes, but on the crucial parts of of Pogaccia's stages up in the mountains, he ran rim brakes for two reasons. If he gets a flat in the mountain, same thing. If your team car is way down the hillside, he's going to lose the tour waiting for a bike because no one is yeah. unless you want guys to carry drills, you know, his yeah. teammate. <laughs> but uh, I've changed wheels for teammates even in an amateur level, you know. Yeah, and then my team leader, I've I've given my wheel, and that was that's always done. But you can't do that with disc brakes. So, you know, I understand, and we're not going to be able to sway people yeah. to. You know, or companies to go with rim brakes, but there is a light on the end of the tunnel. The New Shimano does offer
0: uh, yeah, rim brakes. They do offer
1: rim brakes. Yeah.
0: So, mm-hmm.
1: and no mechanical, but they did not get rid of rim rim brakes.
0: It's it's such a hard you know it, uh, it. Jackson, we I think we talked. Did we talk about before we even though for the show you were talking about the fact that you do love a disc brake bike. It is a better feel for you, and mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to disagree. It's when they're performing, they fucking rock. I, my gravel bike, my mountain bike, my tandem mountain bike. I wish my road mountain bike had them. I mean, my road uh, tandem had them. Um, and and it is a better braking effectiveness. I think we we could all probably agree on that mm-hmm. one. Um, however, when you're talking about these situations in a race where you're, you know. As an amateur rider, when you go to a race, are we even going to bother putting wheels into a into a neutral car? No. No.
1: It's chances yeah. of even your rotors getting bent up. You know how they throw those wheels in there, and people panic pulling them in yeah. and out.
0: You know. So if we t- if we're talking about attending races next year, like the one I should not mention because we're all getting low on our drinks, <laughs> um, and and in stage one, you flat you're done. Your race is over. Is that what get, we're saying now? Yeah. Is that what we're getting to that point? I mean so
2: where my head lies on that is it's like so cycling as itself we know is a pretty expensive sport. We Insane. all know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um and I think that to it's it's kind of coming to that point where it's like another wheel set is unrealistic for a lot of people. Sure. And I find that in racing situations that it's almost like it's like survival of the richest in some ways, <laughs> because That's like a great term. Yeah. And it's 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 a little bit of a bummer just because it's like if, if you have the, the means or the team or all of these other like assets uh, upon yourself, you are going to win. Yeah. it's it's and it's it's a little bit of a bummer at this point because it's like I am a person who cannot financially be uh, who is not financially able to afford another set of carbon disc brake wheels. It's yeah. just it's just not on the cards for me. So it's like, I mean, for instance, with my r- Trek bike, I couldn't financially afford to have another set of wheels. And I don't like I, I understand the teammate thing, but it's like, what if you have no teammates? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like. I don't know whether it's rim or disc it's like I'm getting to that point where it's it's a little disheartening cuz it's like if you have that you can win. Yeah,
0: it's just a bummer. Or your day's over. You've pen yeah. you spent a uh, 200 bucks for a, a yeah. stage race entry fee and that and and it's over. Yeah. Um I will say that you know I I have two sets of wheels for my bike but one set is heavier than shit. Yeah. They're my training yeah. wheels but I I know that I can put them in a car. Mm -hmm. And if I get a flat, I can get a wheel out and I can throw it in my bike and I can take off and I can I can finish the stage. A lot of riders are now looking at, you know, we're talking about disc setups where you're not able to. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get a wheel change. You're not. It's, you know, and most most average Joe races are not going to have somebody with a drill motor hopping out and helping you out. They're going to open up the back of the van and go. There you go. Which which ones are yours, yeah, you know, yeah. and you're going to have to have an Allen key in in your back of that size and, you know, torque and all that kind of bullshit, you know, that's going on right now. So let we can all agree that it's an incredible technology, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of advances that need to be happening before a racing world can embrace it. Well, I think an interesting
2: idea that I have been thinking about recently like on my on my way to work and in the shower and just kind of when I'm alone I th- I think about this a lot of the time so um, there's a thing in soccer Um, Messi and Ronaldo are the two greatest players in the world sure. and a lot there are a lot of conversations about who's better Ronaldo's the better player Messi's the better player I have my opinions but I see a lot of people say why should we argue about these why don't we just revel in the that we are able to live in the time when Messi and Ronaldo are playing and i've been thinking about it to where it's like rim brakes are great for the for their own disc brakes are really great for their own and the innovation that we're seeing right now i mean with the new shimano stuff is yeah. is crazy to me so and i'm not saying that this this conversation is is dumb or irrelevant or anything but it's like i'm starting to get to the point where it's mm-hmm. like why don't we just revel in what we are able to see what i understand it's very expensive but i'm just starting to just be in awe personally and of
0: of what we're seeing but the point but but the point is still we can revel and we can be happy with what we have and it's an amazing time and chain and and technology is amazing until you're waiting on the side of the road for for a wheel change, you know, and I, you know, I'm we're not going to come up with the result. We're not going to come up with the answer yeah. here today on this podcast. And by the way, the reason why I keep bringing it up is because it makes a great podcast discussion, and people <laughs> yeah. keep coming yeah. up next to Paul at, at Spirited Rides and going, "Hey, old fart, you yeah, still yeah. pissed about disc brakes?" Yeah. You know, um, and I'm not pit pitting you as the pro disc brake guy on the show. No, this is just a conversation. Yeah, yeah. So, but but I'm just it's it's. I think um, it got shoved into the scene too quickly, the technology is. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we I, – I know there's going to be a solution coming up very soon in which we'll switching accessibility – I don't know what it is, but it's it's going to happen. It has to happen. Yeah. Wow. It's
1: got – the thing is, is there –
2: Something.
0: <sighs> yeah. You can go.
1: Uh no, go ahead and finish that. Oh uh, no, I thought, was because s- I'm going to go probably in another direction.
2: <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I was going to say, well, I mentioned the new Shimano before a uh, big mm. a big thing with their um, new innovation is that uh, first of all they changed the rotors altogether as you mentioned mm. before, Paul, but also they give they gave more clearance between pads that's a big deal and i think that one thing that we're seeing is that there was a reason why a lot of these um and i'm getting a little nerdy here but uh a lot of these riders were seeing not what the traditional durace uh rotors but we're seeing the xtr rotors which is the mountain bike rotors mm-hmm. is because they've been riding probably the new durace for god knows how long at this point point. and so it's like i wonder if that that clearance has been available for them but
0: it just hasn't trickled down to us yet. You well, think with a mountain, still the, a mountain bike would allow more clearance for maybe a mud oh, they can. things yeah. like that.
1: They, so. the, yeah. The thing is on roads because it everything tolerance to have to be, it's, you have one, a smaller rotor mm-hmm. by far than, than you have on a mountain bike. So the stopping power and, and all that stress on that smaller disc puts a, you know, it needs a lot more and you, 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 Anyway, gotta we could one. go off yeah, on, yeah. On, and, and into the weeds here. But, you know, one of the things, it's not so much the braking and, and all that type of thing. My problem is in amateur racing, and I know, and I've said this a thousand times, that is not what the industry cares about is amateur racing. It's made, you look at the new Durace group, and granted, you don't start a road racing with a Durace, you know, unless you're privileged, Yeah, you know. That's four thousand dollars for the new group. Jesus, thirty nine hundred dollars. So on. you exactly. spec yeah, yeah. a bike on yeah. there. Survival so l- of the riches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there we go. So, yeah. and a lot of that is is in the disc brake that the rim brake when they had mechanical. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the mechanical was less expensive. It was lighter. Um, rim brakes are lighter and less expensive, and it takes less material to use to build a rim bike. You know, it's, it's not a tremendous amount, but you have to reinforce the fork and the and the rear stay. The yeah. design mm-hmm. of a disc brake bike is completely different. Um, and they will get them down to like 6.8, but that's the problem is you have to reinforce that. But it goes back to amateur racing. We go mm-hmm. to, we'll use a stage race. If you flat on stage one, you cannot go to the next stage. It's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, and it sucks. And so there's times where, in the past, where I've flatted, got in a wheel change, maybe not even bridged up, but I was still in the race. I could yeah. help teammates, and or you could go you for a stage win, or you there, could yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Uh, or in, and and even like in your situation, I have three sets of wheels. We all run eleven speed. If you had rim brake, I would you know. Although we race different categories, yeah. I give you a set. Yeah, and and it's a quick release, and you don't have to carry a tools with you, yeah. and spin them off, you know, and yeah, it's the The alignment of the disc, based on wheels, let's say you're running Shimano's new wheels and everything, so where it centers up, the next set of wheels, let's say you used, somebody had a disc brake in there, even if we could change them out, yeah, that spacing could be a couple of millimeters to the wrong side and hits your brake pad. Yeah, that's the problem. That that alignment. I mean, everything has to be machine that facing. Yeah. They're starting to face the disc brake. Um, you know part of the hub so it's flush because sometimes they're just through machining Gosh. they can be off a little bit so they're very mm-hmm. temperamental but for for the average guy riding and the guys that I ride you yeah. know like in the morning morning ride guys I think absolutely great there's nothing wrong with them
0: no it feels great it's a great brake <laughs> it's a it's yeah. in, incredible control you and, know yeah and uh, doesn't doesn't the water doesn't affect it uh, then it makes it louder than shit but you know you can still grab a brake and uh, lock yeah. up a wheel yeah, yeah. And yeah
1: when you interviewed uh Mikael Mokau. yeah, uh, you asked him about disc brakes, you actually asked that question he says it's it's a shame for amateur racing it's yeah. it's not a good thing, yeah because it made it more expensive, and it's, you know you're stuck in this you're yeah. done.
0: You know. Will we be laughing about this? Uh, this Remember when you had to take a drill? <laughs> you know? And that brings us directly to the topic. Brought to you by our friends at Scratch Labs. Truly the best tasting and performing hydration option out there. If you don't believe me, get to scratchlabs.com. Give it a try. They now have a gigantic sample pack offering of all their wares that you can purchase and just have everything. Or even better, you can get to your LBS that carries Scratch. You guys are going to thank me for that. Mojo Cyclery, speaking of LBS, Spokane's home for gravel. The lifestyle, the gear, the repair... And now they have a new shipment of bikes, a bike shop with bikes. Yeah, hard to believe, right? Check out their Spokane Valley location. And if you're not local, click on the link of packfiller.com for competitive cyclist, your online source for all the great deals. Although I am true, I'm still a still LBS believer, but sometimes you just can't find it at the shop. Competitive cyclist has it along with the best prices. You guys, I want to talk about innovations in the sport. I want to talk about the ones that perhaps either happen too early <laughs> Or shouldn't have happened at all. There have been ones that we might have fallen victim to or ones that we didn't and missed out upon. There are ones that paved the way and there are ones that were truly embarrassing. Jackson, I apologize in advance. We're going to have to explain some of these to you because you haven't been around in the sport to see some of these monstrosities or things that have happened along, along the days. But let's break them down and try to find some way um they, they you know what we're going to maybe find even the next ones to fail all right or to, or change um so we uh there we go first one i have a, i have a list of some of them that popped into head into my mind when i when i was doing my research for the show first one biopace chain rings Yeah, um definitely one um I'll, a little description of it for for Jackson who's kind of giving me a look like What? Um, And a lot of people who don't know, Uh, it's a trade name for a type of oval bicycle chain ring manufactured by Shimano from 83 to 93. That's how old they are. Um, Design was intended to help overcome a dead zone where the crank arms are vertical and riders have a mechanical disadvantage, that shift from one leg to the other. Um, They have a reduced chain ring diameter, so it's got that oval shape to them um coinciding with it with the cranks being horizontal supposed to smooth that pedaling action allowing the rider's feet to carry more and more momentum through the power stroke and having it smoothly removed at the bottom of the stroke um and and also helps with knee injuries is what the thought was this not only was uh, big in this time but it also came back for a while chris Froome was riding them i remember um wigo wigo uh who was the uh csc rider who won the tour um uh, Spanish rider. Oh, um, Carlos Sastra. Carlos Sastra mm-hmm. won the tour on, on oval chain rings, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, number one, um, Jackson, I won't pose this question to you. Did you use them, Paul? Did you no, use them? No, no. Yeah. I never had. I yeah. didn't like Shimano back then. And, oh, okay.
1: Uh, to add on to that whole cam, it's based kind of like on a cam f- feature. There was a thing. I don't, Do you remember power cams? They Shit. were a crank system that had a cam inside, so you literally, once you got to that dead spot, it took that force and it had like gears inside
0: holy shit and it shoved your crank it, forward yeah
1: it just like poof and you couldn't do circles but you didn't have a dead spot but but you wow. were you were pedaling kind of weird ah. like <laughs> like high stepping <laughs> you know yeah and and somebody asked a couple of cyclists i was in the study case study on these things and produce do they produce more power and it was more for somebody's doctorate out at at Eastern Washington and I had to quit – I had such severe knee pain oh. from those things because it, it literally jerked your knee, you know, and then all of a sudden I could never find the rhythm on those things. But it was under that same premise as, like, somebody just did on the ring. Let's invent this little gear inside that works like a cam. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. oh, what a disaster.
0: Uh, would you use them today no. if they were available? No. Jackson, does it entice you at all if it was a brand-new technology? Not really. No? No, it's,
2: no. I. I think the r- the circular chain rings have been around for such a long yeah. time,
0: and I and proper pedaling technique is something mm. that I think should be t- you know taught, even though yeah. a lot of people don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So if you were going to rate it a fad, a flop, or fantastic, uh, Jackson, I won't throw you under this bus because you're probably <laughs> like, I don't even know what the fuck these things <laughs> no, are. No, I, I know Roval uh, makes yeah, a couple they, of yeah, them. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. yeah. Still I, do. I would well. say it's a fad. Fad. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, very fad. Fad. Mm. I'm gonna go with fad too. Next one, uh, the good old-fashioned spinaches or the drop-in handlebars. Uh, handlebar <laughs> extensions built by Cinelli uh, built, built spinaches, which were an extension that came out onto the front of the bars. You attach them to your tops, and it was a handle that came out, almost like a mini arrow bar, if you will. High gravel. Um, and, and Scott drop-ins, which was an extension from the bottom of the drop that came in towards the head tube. Um, Provided aerodynamic assistance in mass start mass start events, mountain bike mountain time trials, and the like. Eventually banned for safety reasons. Um, question again, sorry Jackson, did you use them? No, I thought they were stupid.
1: Really? Yeah, we've had the discussion yeah. on, on drop ins. You had them? I had drop ins. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And you mentioned Paul Dalka I had Spinacci
1: too. Paul dalka did a cheap member because mountain bikes used to have yeah. like bar ends. Yeah. He actually oh, yeah. clamped on bar ins a short little stubby bar in yeah. so he could ride like that.
0: I had them both. I had both. Um, I, my spinaches. I think, I don't know where they disappeared to, but, I, yeah, I had them both.
1: Mm. That was a puppy pause without with the bars. That's yeah. my question.
0: That's where we're leading to here. Um, you know, the puppy paws was used for so many years and a very unsafe position we could probably agree on, even though the pros should be able to use it because mm-hmm. these guys are far better bike handlers. But, you know, they don't want little Johnny going out and doing puppy paws and falling on his little bikey bike. But, um, uh would you use them today? Either of them. If they were legal? Yeah. No. No. Okay. Yeah,
2: I wouldn't either. But really? it's interesting because there are there is I know that there are like gravel uh bars where you can actually Absolutely. where you can actually get them to where they are set in almost like a like a hexagon yeah. or a trapezoid. Sure. Uh-huh. Man, that's bringing it back. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, they they have that and to where you can actually grab it out front so it's another position. Yeah. Uh so it's interesting that little ideas like that kind of circle mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Um but no I would I would not especially the drop ins. I'd be worried about ripping my
0: hands off. I'd probably use them. Drop ins? <laughs> I fallen into Did fads. you did
1: you use that position very often? No. Yeah.
0: I just thought they looked cool. Cause they looked, <laughs> Greg Lemond had them, and you could yeah. put the bars and the sticker on the front that said it's Scott. Scott. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that. yeah. Mm-hmm. I I probably did more. They were flexible editing. bars, and they, oh shit! And Horribly I rode in that
1: flexible. position. I I tried them out once. Uh, I worked at a bike shop, so I could try them out, yeah. and it was I uh, was not impressed with yeah. With it Super at all. wobbly bars, yeah. weak bars. Yeah. yeah,
0: they they they're terrible. So uh, did we decide fad flop or fantastic flop? Flop mm. Jackson. I think. Um, flop leaning into fat fallop. yeah exactly yeah yeah. I'm kind of with you on that one too uh the Mavic zap unveiled in 1992 uh came with new uh, thinking on gear changing unlike the di2 or campagnolo uh as of today uh zaps electronics were used I'm reading from prepared text from um from our friends at uh I can't remember who I got this from I, I think this was from Peloton so thank you guys for letting us let me have this copy um it was interesting design because they, they didn't use power. The, the power, the electricity was not used to actually move the derailleur itself. It was because batteries needed back in the 90s would have been too big and heavy. Instead, Mavi uh, engineered a system where shifting was powered by the movement of the chain itself. Um, uh, okay, so it wasn't that classic parallelogram design. So anyway, um, really smart design, really ahead of its time, but um, a lot of things uh, went wrong with it. And, and I, you know, and it was it was really tough. Um, uh, Tony Rominger, a Swiss pro at the time, um, he he really looked back fondly upon it. Um, he experimented with the '93 Tour de France, and he said my manager didn't want me to use it in the TT because it was a risk. But I thought it could save me energy with the shifting by not moving as much on the bike. He didn't have to take his hands off the bars, and it kept him narrow. But uh, 3K in, he found himself stuck in his 5412.
1: <laughs> it happened uh, to Alex Zula, too. Yeah,
0: He says, and, and and Rominger said, luckily it was flat, and he went on to win the TT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, did, none of us used it. I don't think I could afford it. It was insanely priced. I
1: was... Uh I I personally didn't install it, but I worked at a bike shop when yeah. the first one came in in Spokane, and a guy put it on his tandem. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just a rear derailleur. The front derailleur was still mechanical. Still mechanical. Okay. Yeah, and, and the back was was that worked on electronic. Talk about
0: the precursor to Di2. Yeah, PI it 2. was a great idea at the time. Yeah. yeah.
1: The the downfall why it didn't succeed is. Um, you know, obviously, battery technology, and also the big the big thing was it's made by Mavic, and nothing works with <laughs> Mavic. So you know, <laughs>
0: okay, so they're not going to be sponsoring the no. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so you know, uh, your thoughts on electronic shifting? Um, you used it to, when you test rode yeah. Jackson's bike, Jackson. You ride it now. Yeah. Um, your thoughts on that? Um, you know, and the technology itself.
2: I think it is a game-changing technology in my eyes. Um, it's it, We talked about disc brakes being put in too early, but I think electronic was never questioned. No. Because you never hear about it being questioned. Um, I think, for me at least, um, it's a crisp shift every time. You're never going to miss a shift. Um, I've gotten into my big ring from my little ring, the quickest and easiest I've ever gotten into it. And... To be honest, I don't know if I can go back. I've gotten to that point where oh, it's sure, like really. I love it so much that it's it's I depend on it now. I I think it's a amazing innovation. Paul, would you are you? I think it, I think it's
1: good. I would be fine with it. It's just the expense is too high. Yeah. Um. There's something I, I like the serviceability of a mechanical, as opposed to relying on electronics. But yeah, I mean I've ridden somebody's um, eTap, mm-hmm. which I like better. I don't think it shifts as good as yours. I mean, in in the front rail dera- front derailleurs, it's it's huge. That's a big if you're a big front derailleur. That's guy. a big shift. Yeah, yeah. and yes. it takes a lot of power. If
0: you're a big front derailleur guy, <laughs> yeah. this Paul, yeah. who's like knees you can hear thirty counties away. No. But you know, in the
1: back, and it'll be interesting that this new twelve speed too that they're talking about. Not so much you Fuck. don't notice it difference yeah. from the eleven speed, but you're going up but it's going down how much smoother cuz there's always that clunk you mm-hmm. know cuz it's the chain's dropping down I'd love that feeling yeah <laughs> and now they, they the new one that's called what hyperglide plus Yeah, yeah. where they have ramps where it's just kind of like glides down you don't even feel oh, it yeah God. you don't even feel it so holy shit and i think i think it it'll, it'll it'll be okay the unfortunate thing is it's caused bikes to be very very expensive yeah and doesn't need to be
0: there was something that mavic I keep saying Mavic, you know, people say Mavic, things like that, but Mavic. anyway, yeah, Mavic, uh, was that, uh, that also came with that system, which strangely enough, I own a kind of a similar deal was they had a, a computer head uh-huh. unit that would tell you what gear you were in uh-huh. doing and, it now. Yeah. My Shimano, my, my road tandem has an old school Shimano flight deck computer ah. on it. And it actually, it's it's great because not only does it show you what gear you're in, and when you're in a tandem, you can't see yeah. the back of the bike yeah. to see what gear you're in. Um, it also has uh, computer control buttons in the STI levers. So I can click through the computer just um, by using mm-hmm. my thumbs. That's cool and it's it's a great design it's a great concept never kept they, the flight deck computers nobody really wrote them they didn't stick with them and I I, just, I, I put batteries in it the other day and it's fired up ready to rock so i just think i it's don't
1: great. look at the gears riding.
0: you know you just go Well i suppose feel.
1: there's times Do where the time. where i can yeah. feel, no, I don't mm-hmm. you know maybe if it's it you know i can feel a drag i i know i've got a big cross and it's usually big and yeah. big you know type mm-hmm. thing but um yeah, I rarely look at it. I mean, I just go by feel. Okay. It's like I need to go up another gear, and I and I just know by speed typically. And I'm sometimes I'm wrong, that I'm I need to go to the small ring. That's when I'm wrong when I go to the small, <laughs> or, or very tired, or not feeling good.
0: So uh, Mavic shifting, Fad Flopper, fantastic.
1: I think it was. Uh,
0: or I, I almost should have had another one that was like futuristic, kind of, like futu- they were yeah, ahead of their time. Without a doubt, yeah, ahead of their time. Yeah, they. Yeah,
1: that's some forward thinking.
2: Yeah. To go in the parameters, I'd say fantastic because of the future
0: that it created. I'll give you that. Very good. I'll give you that. Uh, How are we doing on time? We're doing okay on time. Uh, Grip shift, and this is uh, switching that I might be the only one who knows this one. No, I know. Yeah, Originally created in 1987 as an end-of-the-arrow-bars twist shifter for tri-geeks. Three guys who founded SRAM hello, we're looking back in 89 to branch into the Shimano-owned mountain bike market. Uh, they s- took it off and, and they switched it over to the mountain bike market. Mm-hmm. And I remember when they first were push- putting it o- pushing it out, um, they were also pushing it out to crit racers because you could stay in the drops and you just reach the so, yeah, the to the bottom of your drops and give bar it a twist. The yeah. oh, That's a good idea. Um, and um, a lot of compatibility issues arose, especially because Sh- Shimano was trying to push their thumb shifters in mountain biking. And I think they made it so SRAM so was no longer compatible, uh, as well as mud issues, getting mud into the actual sh- rotating gear. I rode grip shift for a long time on my mountain bike, um, but it did lead to the birth of Shram. Shram, uh-huh. I think, eventually just was like, okay, fine, fuck you guys. We're just going to start buying out <laughs> equipment manufacturers and start forming our own grupo. And yeah. here we have the only American-based um, uh, group set uh did anybody use them
1: i had uh i had a um one of my first uh mountain bikes had not first had, second one it had had grip shift on it yeah really? it had remember suntour and you could get sure. adapters on there yeah um because <laughs> rapid fire came out and that was the answer um suntour had what they called what was it cross press or something like oh, that shit. and it was it was terrible <laughs> So the answer was you threw it on grip shift.
0: Yeah. I don't think you had anything that would yeah. classify.
2: Did you? I had some mountain bikes that had them. Did you? Yeah. Um, my first ever mountain bike, that spe- red specialized, had a grip shift on it. Did it? I remember that. Um, But I also remember that I used to go to a camp that we did this big, long, like 300-mile oh, ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, there were a lot of bikes that had a grip shift on there. And I remember one of the guys that was on the ride he snapped two chains because of a grip shift to where he just would go torquing it. <laughs> yeah, he would go from the smallest cog all the way to the biggest in the in the rear, and he would just jam <laughs> it. <clears throat> yeah. He would yeah. s- he snapped two chains. I've never seen that chains. happen before. Mm-hmm. He snapped chains because he would just grab a like a fistful of gear and just. Yeah. <laughs> Kids these days, man! Mm-hmm. I tell you,
0: It's yeah. been yeah. Yeah. a little piece mm-hmm. of shit. It should be noted that Tram also designed a hydraulic rim brake yeah. that never took off.
1: Yeah, wow, they man. they uh, they were so powerful. There was, I heard oh, a story on shop stories. <laughs> the, this they were setting it up, and they're like, "Man, if you grabbed a fist of that, it was on aluminum rim, and they literally crushed the rim." Oh my it had god! Had so much force on it. Wow. So, yeah.
0: There's our solution. Bring back the hydraulic. Oh no. Rim brakes. <laughs> no. All of a sudden, the disc brake problems are over. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, just <laughs> buy new wheels every. Yeah. Week. Yeah. Fat flopper, fantastic for the grip shift. Or futuristic, I guess I should I should include uh, another F, fad, fad. i say
1: futuristic because it started SRAM. It did start mm-hmm. SRAM. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, it was it was it was pretty cool. To
1: they were it. fighting against a, a powerful Shimano was yeah. the only game yeah. in mountain bike. Yeah. I
0: remember Campy tried it and it was yeah, terrible. Yeah. It, was, it was. I wish ugly, I I almost ugly, bought ugly. one of those groups just to keep because oh, the I brake levers, levers were work. so ugly. They were <laughs> so bad. Yeah, they look like the. They almost look like those ones when you see it, like a Schwinn Varsity with the on the tops. Those levers there, mm-hmm. they looked like that. They were just disgusting. Uh, suspension stems. Alsop, the pioneer, mm-hmm. created an alternative to the first rock shock suspension fork. Offered adjustable dampening on a spring base based parallelogram design. It eventually faded, but the concept this concept hello being used quite readily and steadily in gravel now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think either of you guys used them. I had one, no. and it was on a, a mountain bike that I had for a long time, and then I switched and gave it to my wife. Oh, she yeah. rode a, a, a rigid mountain bike with an all stop stem for for a long time um, is pretty impressive design. And now my wife is on a gravel bike with a suspension stem. I wow. mean, the, this, this circle is now complete. Um, I, ha- I have not ridden any type of a suspension stem since then, but I can only imagine that it would probably be, especially in the, the chatter bump world of gravel. You're starting to see fork gravel uh, has fork suspension, which I, I don't want to see, but I understand, you know, the Lau forks started it and now mm-hmm. I'm, you're actually seeing suspension forks. Um, I would love it in some of those chatter bump situations, but I would need a lockout mechanism of some sort. That's, that's what I'm hoping that they're, in, if they're yeah. not integrating it now, they would. Would um, would either you guys do a suspension stem in any way, shape or form?
1: Not for my riding. Not Just for your riding. Really yeah. For.
0: Yeah. I do it for my r- style
2: of writing to where I can, where I switch between surfaces. I th- I think it's, yeah. I mean, it's here already. So, yeah. but I think it's a, I think it's a good idea.
0: Fad flopper. Fantastic. The original P- all soft stems or futuristic. Fu- I think, yeah. Go, yeah. I, I was, was going
1: to d- say futuristic because mm-hmm. that, you know, it stuck around. It Had some yeah. staying power. But I mean, Elsop mm-hmm. disappeared.
0: But they did. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they had suspension based uh, ski poles too. Mm-hmm. That I remember seeing around. I ro- I wow. skied on some LSOPs.
2: Yeah, I think futuristic, especially hearing from the whole ski pole yep. end of it. Oh. Like they were ahead of their time for sure. Yeah, because that's a good. Both of those are really good ideas. And yeah. as we see now. We're seeing them all over the place.
3: Yeah,
0: I I guess it made sense at the time to have the bars lower like that, uh, especially in mountain biking, it changing the position of the rider, probably not as obviously as beneficial as a fork that absorbs, and the dimension of the rider still stays the same. The bike is moving underneath, whereas the rider is moving with a suspension stem. Yeah, that control control
1: comes with with contact to the ground, and that's where suspension, you lose you lose control if you if there's space. And if your front wheel is bouncing, even though if you're absorbing up top, yeah. you still don't have the control. Yeah. That's where suspension comes in. It's still making contact. It's meant on to that. push back down. Yeah, right? the it's, rebound it's always, even if yeah. it's coming up, the tire's touching, even though there's not a load, and then the compression. So yeah. that tire's always in contact with the ground. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, last one in our, in our innovations, but I do have some that I'd like to ask you guys about new trends, and I'm going to throw some out there, and hopefully you guys might have some yourself. But uh, I need a little... Uh, I need a little sad music for this one because uh, I'm taking this straight from our friends at the Velo Uh The funny bike. Oh. Uh, we gather here today to pay our respects to the one of the most exciting <laughs> developments the cycling world has ever witnessed. The funny bike. For 70 years, the evolution of the bicycle was marked by incremental change. Improvements to brakes, more gears, better shifting followed one another as the sport grudgingly continued its slow journey Upwards towards progress and modernization. By the way, the minati they're fucking beautiful writers. Then, in an instant, disruption. Change. In the years prior to 1984, time trial machines were little more than finely tuned road machines. But suddenly, spurred by on by Francesco Moser's success in breaking the hour record aboard a radical machine with double disc wheels and cowhorn handlebars, we entered a decade of innovation. In the blink of an eye, we had broken from the shackles of a traditional thinking and were suddenly free to think about a bicycle without constraint. <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> to keep a straight face. Riders appeared in the start house with fairings attached to their saddles. Oh, my God. You the System you, Gitans. Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. And bars mounted below the top tube. Mm-hmm. Riders towed up to the start line with broomsticks mounted across the drops of their handlebars arrow bars appeared and with them the triangular frame design that had graced our machines for three quarters of a century disappeared in the span of 10 short years time trial positions went from the standard tuck to the superman then in a crafty maneuver which demonstrates that the usis and uci's incompetence is not a recent development (laughs) <laughs> new regulations were introduced which effectively killed innovation in bike design it's perfect that the music stopped then mm. the uci regulated the position of the bars the saddle the size of the wheels the design of the frame even the shape of the tubes are currently highly scrutinized the uci even offers exorbitantly expensive frame certification process join me now as we examine some examples of the most innovative machines of the sport you will ever see so Thank you to the Velo News, yeah. Vela Minotti. Yeah, yeah. I miss those guys, man. I miss those guys. Uh, Paul's got one in his basement right now. Uh, did you ever ride a funny bike?
1: I wanted to. I We had a, when I worked at the bike shop, we had two funny bikes come in. One was a Bonti, Bonti. Yeah. A Bob, uh, Bob Mead was his name that bought it.
0: I know Bob. I raced against mm-hmm.
1: Bob, yeah. He had a, it was the same one that, uh, um, Steven Roach in '87 won in the final time God, trial. That and,
0: was cool bike. Yeah. Jackson's like, you yeah. guys are so fucking. And amazing. Uh, that,
1: <laughs> there was a uh, a Mayada came in that uh, we were a Miata dealer, and it okay. was a Team Miata funny bike with a Miata disc. Yeah, it was, and I took it out for a couple of spins when we had it. Yeah,
0: I rode the one you are on. Mm-hmm. I never, ro- I rode it. I never rode it in a race never rode in a race it was my father's and uh he rode it in in time trials but i never did um would you jackson especially you would you those small front wheels the sloping top tubes the the you know all those types of you should see some of the fairings they're just rolling works of art yeah there. yeah well um no uh
2: that's my <laughs> that's a short answer i think Positioning the rider to where they're on a sloping downhill, yeah in my eyes is 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 a pretty <laughs> rough rough idea yeah. um but they did it for a little while, so it must have kind of worked um but no i i i would not ride one <laughs>
0: um. You gotta admit, though. I mean, the uh, talk about innovation. Yeah. It pushed that envelope. Uh, Greg LeMond with the with the aero bars built by Boonland and and Scott at the time changed the sport. Your current bike is a result of those innovations oh, yeah. with aerodynamic and natures and the and the tubes mm-hmm. like that. Um. So I think we can all agree, futuristic. You know, it yeah, was, it was a gigantic mm-hmm. influence upon the sport. But my question is now: Is this did the UCI kill bike innovation? Are we at a position where bike you know, we're now looking at mechanical improvements. We're now looking at design improvements. I think a thousand percent they killed it. Because, yeah. like,
2: imagine if they weren't in it. If if UCI wasn't as in it, imagine first of all how silly we'd look. But also, <laughs> we'd we'd be all, all on recumbents by yeah. now. Probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But also, like, think about the bikes we could make. Like, yeah. l- let's say take away the recumbent. Yeah. Like think about how fast we could really be. Yeah. If you really think about it, like there are some like triathlon bikes out there, and I know we're all thinking triathlon, but like yeah. <laughs> but like some of those bikes are insane that yeah. we could see like if if we took some of the track bikes like that that Hope Lotus bike mm-hmm. yeah. and put it on a road like and and innovate it to where we can ride it on the road,
1: we'd be so fast. They're it's making just a crazy road to think about that. it. Are they really? Mm-hmm. They are. Wow. It didn't do so well. Yeah. No for as expensive and weird looking that they didn't do so well yeah, yeah. i i i if the uh, uci i don't know to me uh little micro changes are fine uh i think this is a a sport on the racing level is steep in history yeah and to to like you said we could be in recumbents guys or i mean it'd be like uh you know, everybody comes well, up we with their new f- machine or whatever, arrow, totally closed and stuff, yeah. In yeah. recumbents, yeah. and, yeah. you know, and, and that that's a different thing. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, so it's, it's a blessing it's a, and a curse. The UCI yeah, it is. is and is and I is think they go overboard in so many things, yeah. you know. Um, and I don't know how much the industry has their finger on what the UCI wants. I mean, they push the UCI or tell them, mm-hmm. don't go this direction because we're going this way. Please don't make yeah. bikes lighter because. We already have aero disc brake bikes, <laughs> all it takes is, yeah. you know, so, um, yeah, so I think
0: it's kind of a blessing and a curse. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, new trends, uh, uh, you know, we, we spoke at length about, about obviously about disc brakes, about the fact that yes, it's an incredible innovation, but some changes need to be made some, some advancements. And it sounds like it's, it's coming down. The pike that that yeah. we maybe have some you know distance between the pads and the and the disc, the disc material itself is not going to be so apt to uh, to to Warp. warping mm-hmm. and um, you know I I still don't get the whole skewer mechanism tightening mechanism idea. I understand it, but it, I Uh-oh. don't. I, I, oh shit. Um, so I tried to think of some other trends that are happening in the sport. And I don't know if you guys have any on the top of your heads, but I'll throw some out there right now. And you guys can tell me if you think Fad Flop fantastic. First one is all over my social media these days with Chris Froome using the quad lock, the phone bike mount for his stem. I saw him actually in a commercial on my social media today where he had his computer on his regular computer on his bike. And then on his stem, he had the quad lock, which made me think. Wow, Chris! I hope they're paying you a shit ton of money. <laughs> um, uh, phone bike mounts, fad flopper, fantastic. Do we need our phones on our bikes? No, no, I don't. I think they are
2: fantastic for commuters. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think a computer for a commuter is uh, impractical. Because I think you get a lot better navigation through a phone rather than through a computer, yeah. okay. and a lot of times you don't know where you are. Not a lot of times, but a good amount of the time, you don't know where you're going when you're commuting, yeah. and so that can change the game. Hmm. But I would never have one on my BMC, bike, for instance. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. 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 I'm gonna
1: agree.
0: Yeah. What the hell is that noise? Airplane, it's a plane, yeah. Oh, I thought my wife was vacuuming upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody go check her pulse. Because yeah. this is not right. I think it's. I think it's a fad. But um, you know, I I th- especially because my my Wahoo Bolt, I can get texts. I yeah. can get some GPS. I mean, pretty good GPS. You know, things mm-hmm. like that. But I agree with you. If I want that detailed of how to get to, you know, fifty seventh and twelfth apartment yeah. X four or whatever it might be yeah yeah a phone's gonna uh, die, obviously out mm-hmm. and and the phone innovation is go- moving along much faster than than computer innovation yeah, yeah. um e racing bad flop or fantastic remember CompuTrainer, trainer paul do you remember that yeah um you know is is e racing here to stay is it something that will slowly fade into oblivion uh, you know especially if you live in china you know kids yeah. can't play video games anymore in china you know it's being oh. it's being outlawed because of the addiction element is so bad but um i i I know what both of you are going to say but i just want to hear you guys say it uh paul fad flopper, fantastic
1: uh fab (laughs) it's not a fad it'll be around yeah it's not fantastic but i think it is for some people yeah yeah it's just not my cup of tea yeah yeah
0: jackson i think it adds another discipline to our sport so you think that's going to continue? We're going to have a continued e-racing series? Yeah. I think yeah. that it is.
2: I mean, we have, this might be going a little far, but I think there's mountain, there's gravel, there's road. And I part of me thinks that there's also e-racing. Wow. Because I think it's so big to a point where I think we can call it a discipline. The fact that there's a world championships for it, to me, yeah. qualifies that it is a discipline at this point. Wow. Do I like it? I mean, there's no comparison to being in the real world for me, sure. but I think it's a great substitute during times when you either don't have the time or the weather's not cooperative. Yeah. And and that's my limit, but I think it's fantastic.
0: I think it's fantastic, too. I plan on doing a full uh, uh, winter of racing yeah, to try and I. stay on top of things mm-hmm. this year. I plan on doing quite a bit of it, just because it is... it is No, it's not the real thing. It's It's not like going out and hammering on on the road or on the trails mm-hmm. or on the dirt or in the gravel. But you know what? It's the closest I've found. To keep me enthused to stay on a bike, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. It, I hope it, God, it never replaces. But, uh, I it think won't. but I don't think it's intended to either. No, no. I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. That's not its either. goal. Yeah, yeah. The Peloton bike. Fad, flop, or fantastic Peloton workout bikes? Oh, I see it. To me, Peloton a peloton is more of a spinning, sure, uh-huh.
2: like tool rather than it is a cycling tool. Mm-hmm. Cycling such an interesting term because it's like it's technically cycle. The word cycle is is just going round and around. In, in one instance, so cycling to me is so it's it's difficult because it's like road cycling is is mm-hmm. a different thing altogether. Because I think a lot of people would say that sp- spinning is cycling, so it's it's a weird word wordage yeah, yeah weird absolutely. wordage but i think it is a different tool altogether outside of the sport to me it's like it, it's for people that want to be able to work out in their homes and not have to get kitted up you know what i mean okay so i think i think it's fantastic for people who are not cycling like the sport of cycling really like related at all okay yeah okay. it's
1: it's a fitness thing for yeah, me. yeah yeah it, yeah and I think it's I think it's good because they have yoga, they have other things too yeah. that are tied into it. So
0: that being said, I'm going to say it's a, I think it's a complete fad. I think in ten years, Peloton bikes will either be hanging uh, hanging in the corner holding clothes, or the company will be in a completely different realm. They're already creating rowing machines. Yeah, I mean, people are. It's going to be like these constant fads that people get tired of it and then they stop doing it and then the company shifts
1: but all all exercise has done that i mean yeah it, that's yeah it was like jazzercise you know people nordic was, track nordic track yeah, yeah. people it's zumba. Just yeah place. zumba yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: i think it's a fad i yeah. don't think it's gonna last uh what else do i have oh the sea sucker bike racks have you seen those it's a suction yeah. cup bike rack that fits on on your car's roof um I I don't know why this popped into my head when it comes with this in terms of innovation in terms of design but a, a suction cup bike rack no. for your roof.
1: I would never trust my bike on with suction
0: cups. So you're yeah yeah that's no. my problem too. Yeah. It's, you know what? You know what scares me? It's not the suction cup holding my bike. It's the suction cup fucking up the paint of my car. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh.
1: Oh, I'm the other way around. Really? Yeah, yeah I don't want to lose my bike. <laughs> There's no more rim brakes out there.
0: No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh shit. Um, I've, I, I've, I've heard testimonials that say they're great. You know, Phil yeah. German uses them. So yeah.
2: yeah, I would, I would personally say that it's fantastic because I've never tried it. So I don't, I can't have an opinion on sure. that type of sure. area. Yeah. So it's oh, like, neither do I. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, for people, once again, I'm going to go back to like expense, getting like a full roof rack or mm-hmm. let's say you don't have a car that has one of those roof racks. Yeah. Like let's say you're one of those people who has a sports car and you gotta, you don't, you can't have a Rack, I think that's a great idea yeah. to be
1: able to put that on there. I'll leave it for somebody else to to do the R&D. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah.
0: I will say those uh the trailer mount ones I have a what is it? Quato, quat. Quat, quat, quat one that I yeah. I bought. It just
1: folds down. Yeah, off the trailer insane.
0: hitch. Don't have to take the front wheel yeah. off. You just zip it right in and it, and you're off you to race. Don't have to is.
1: strain over the top and it slips out of your hands and scratches yeah. the roof. It
0: has, it has a cable lock that comes out of the tray that you can lock the bike mm-hmm. onto the rack, which locks to the car. Fucking game changer. The amount that I want. Well, Unbelievable. Is <laughs> yeah. It's, I, after I bought one of those for the RV and now I put it on my wife's car all the time because she has an SUV and I'm like, holy shit. The years now yeah. they have not yet figured out something for tandem riders to put a bike on a on a car in any <laughs> way shape. Too wide. It's yeah. a it's a fucking nightmare. No matter what you do. you try to put yeah. it on a roof and they have racks where you hook the hook the fork in and it swings up onto the top of the car. But you've still got a husband and a wife swearing at each other because somebody's not grabbing the right part at the right time. It's yeah. a, it's a nightmare. It's absolutely, they have not figured it out and you can't put it on the back of a car. Cause like you said, it's too wide. Mm-hmm. Lanes are not that wide. No, anymore. Yeah. You'd, you'd clip the bike. So do you guys have any other, um, trends or anything like that that popped into your mind while we were talking here? of something like that. And if you don't no big deal.
2: I just, I just go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say non-alcoholic a, beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that there are some diets out there that are pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, that I like. I for me like, I know like I know that intermittent fasting like works for a lot of people. For me, that just seems like that's eye-opening to me. Like that's yeah. crazy stuff. Um, but also that's I that's a fad. Would you say? I would say it is. I don't know if I'd be able to categorize it because a lot of people like swear by that type of
0: stuff but diets tend to be fairly fad based. Yeah. People are going to follow them and then they're going to get tired and then mm-hmm. they're going to find something new. Yeah, and I think that diets are meant to work that way almost where sure. they're like
2: you can you can go on them and then they'll eventually end because you don't need them anymore. Yeah. But the one thing that came to my mind, so I wear a POC currently, but I don't know if people remember this helmet. It had one opening yeah, and it was pop. right at the forehead. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And I that was really ugly. That was the mm-hmm. equivalent of what a skateboard helmet would look like on a bike.
0: <laughs> and I just, ah, the Giro made that one too, with the, with the lens that it's yeah. magnetized yeah. on mm-hmm. the front of it. And- those are still
2: around too. Yeah. But I think those were very fad ish.
1: That was
0: where, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, that was where Pac was like, let's go, let's get weird. Cause
1: I, I heard somebody make a point where you're starting to see in the Peloton, uh, like the Pagacha Tougher Hair, you always had a tougher hair sticking sure. out. Yeah, you can't have that with with arrow helmets. But realistically, you're starting to see less and less arrow helmets mm-hmm. in the peloton. The only time you do see them now is in the spring classics when they don't need that. But in that, that yeah, yeah, all that, that airflow. heat, so, you need that yeah. airflow.
2: Yeah, and I will say, the pack that I currently have is technically the aero version. Yeah. But the amount of vents at the front, I never feel like I'm wearing an arrow helmet, mm-hmm. and so it's like I feel like. Pac is the one brand, at least in my eyes, that has really, like, done it to a point where you still get that arrow advantage, but you also get the ventilation. So I really yeah. appreciate that. Did you
0: see the helmet Ashton Lambie wore in his... Yeah, in that's his four that's a pock That yeah. is a Pac. Mm-hmm. And th- I've heard those are, like, one of the fastest yeah. you can wear. It's absolutely horrific to look yeah. like a <laughs> Martian. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey... It works, yeah. It yeah. fucking works. But mm. apparently, you just say, uh, "Okay, I'm gonna look like a dipshit for three minutes and 59 <laughs> seconds." But, I mean, Ashton, fucking he did it, it. <laughs> and that helmet had something to do with it. You yeah, know, you, you know, yeah. That, we have to admit. But I hate arrow helmets. Yeah, I, Not I a think fan. They look yeah. terrible.
1: I'd uh, say there's one thing when you're talking about. I think when something makes it big, there's a lot of people trying to copy it, mm-hmm. uh, sure. their version. Then the big thing was. I think the biggest innovation in road cycling ever was clipless pedals. Yeah. And that's something that people jumped on. And the aero lights, this <laughs> cycle bindings, cycle bindings. Yeah, there was tons oh, of them. Oh God. Yeah. Um, So even times kind of like disappearing God, a little bit, yeah. you know, it's, so time made a good pedal. Yeah, they did. It oh, was like heavy that. and clunky. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you just see everybody coming up with their version of yeah. what, what this clipless thing is. And that's, that's usually when you know that's an innovation that that's going to stick yeah. arrow bars yeah. to the clip on yeah oh my gosh the configurations they used to come up with oh, yeah. arrow bars is like what the hell is this you know yeah. so yeah you yeah, have like 10 positions arrow there's one you yeah. need to be here you yeah. don't yeah. need here or here or
0: yeah uh you think about clipless pedals now it's it's look it's uh shimano or it's um speed plate. yeah mm-hmm. It's kind of it i yeah. mean everybody just has a, a play off of those designs
3: mm-hmm.
1: who is it that so, bought time was it sram somebody bought time
0: did they yeah wow so that's oh, they've got yeah, that waiting right. in the wings then yeah, yeah. So there, there's so there's something uh, waiting in the wings i
1: think we're seeing crank based that's power a trend meter. that we're gonna see yeah we're gonna yeah. see more pedal based um uh although shimano's new one comes yeah power their new uh durace comes with power uh Cranks, power cranks, I mean, yeah, not yeah. pedals. Pedals, really? yeah. Okay, Th- it's ready. You don't have yeah. to install it. Wow. I'm
2: really interested to see what show sponsor Wahoo has to uh, offer when it comes to their speed play because mm-hmm. it's coming. But I really appreciate that they're taking their time. Yeah, they're not yeah. going to make them too heavy. They're going to make them accurate. If Wahoo does anything, they'll do that right
0: mm-hmm. and affordable. Yeah, affordable power is is such a big thing because yeah. now you're just looking. I mean, I remember the SRM power meters where people have those on their bikes and you know hey, it's only two grand or something. And you and have to send them in every
1: yeah. year to get them yeah. recalibrated yeah. yeah yeah so
0: I'd, I'd love that information but i don't <laughs> do i need it
2: well it was sorry not to get too far in the weeds here but that's it, fine no. last week was actually a really interesting uh out this show, it's been fun. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this. But last <laughs> week was actually a really interesting scenario on our Thursday night spirited ride, so I had forgotten my Wahoo that day, yeah. um, and I did it off my my Apple Watch, and it was really interesting because I wasn't able to see what my heart rate was that whole time, and I almost, th- and I, r- I really appreciate those metrics during training time, Yeah. but during a race situation, I don't need to see that, no. because nope. yeah. I looked down and it was like, there's nothing there. But the week yeah. before, I remember seeing my heart rate and going, Oh my God! You're going into the red. Yeah. And I got dropped that first week, and last week I stayed with the front group. So it's like, I wonder if I'll just zoom into miles per hour and mileage yeah. and just call it from there. A lot of people do. Yeah. yeah. I t- a I took
0: I took I took heart off my off my screen a long mm-hmm. time ago. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was not a long time ago. Two years ago, because I would be on a training ride with you guys, and I'd be going, Wait, what? This is too high. Something's wrong. Yeah. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Now I'm like, If I, you know, if something's wrong, I'll just die. I'm,
3: yeah, you exactly. Go. You just keel <laughs> over. Yep, I was right. I Something's was, wrong. Something yeah. was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Well, it'll be an interesting path to see how, how the sport continues to grow. We all have to admit that it is, it is financially driven. And, and, and those are going to keep uh, pushing, you know, when you've got people with disposable income in a sport like cycling, who are willing to throw that disposable income at the sport, obviously innovation is going to continue to change and, and they, they're going to want us to do that. And they're going to put, push that into the pro peloton because we look at pro peloton riders and we want to be like Mike and we want to ride the same stuff. So we're going to go out and we're going to buy it. So these guys have no choice, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to ride disc brake bikes. Hopefully they'll just get the technology to catch up to it soon enough, right? Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Uh, that brings us to the end of another episode of the of Podcast. Uh, Jackson and Paul, we got it. We got a spirited ride tomorrow night, and uh, mm-hmm. I. Uh, Director Sportif Paul is going to have to throw some sort of a, <laughs> of a, of a, of a race plan well, I don't know Hey, it worked last week, man you, You're, you're well. stuck with the job now, man yeah. <laughs> yeah You're stuck with the job Can you find a way to get me over the top of the climb fast enough? Both of us are in trouble Fuck Well, we thought of something before Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Do we want I, mean, I don't want to expo- you know, we so got to keep it close to our chest yeah. Yeah. yeah, Hold yeah. the cards close If it works, we'll say it We'll bring it up next week There we go Although yeah. there's no pizza and beer afterwards So I don't yeah, know if I'm going to have the energy new to floors yeah dang. our favorite happens. pizza place. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks you guys uh, thanks Paul thank thanks you. jackson yeah, and thanks. and thank you guys for listening. Tell a friend keep the rubber side down. Bye.